0: You're listening to Fox on the Wire Podcast.
1: Let it all hang out with the beautiful little Richard from Down in Macon, Georgia. I am the King of Rock and Roll. Oh, 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 my, I just had to do that. Now I feel so much better. I got it out.
0: Hello everybody. Welcome to a very extra special episode of Fox on the Wire. Today we are here to tribute the one and only Little Richard, after he passed away a few days ago on the 9th of May. His unrestrained musicality and charismatic persona created a rock and roll blueprint that was to be followed by generations. Songs like Tootie Fruity, Long Tall Sally and Good Golly Miss Molly were amplified by Richard's rock and piano, rolling rhythms and electric stage presence. His sound and style were the cornerstones of rock and roll and his outrageousness and rebellious spirit challenged the world to change. So the other night Tahani and I were watching a movie called Green Book. An academy award nominated movie about jazz pianist don shirley uh it dealt with his experiences with racism on tour in the early 60s Uh, the soundtrack featured little richard's hit lucille and of course little richard's name you know popped up a few times throughout the movie um so the next morning you know we woke up and little richard had passed away it was just one of those little odd timing things i guess so you know little richard being such a huge huge uh monument you know for generations um you know i felt like i really wanted to focus a whole episode on little richard and his career and for the first time i'm sitting here by myself first time on fox of the wire no guest so here i am uh i'm going to try and get through this best i can cover as much of little richard's career as i can and uh, have a bit of a laugh at the same time because he was such a character. So let's go back to the start, where Little Richard was born. Little Richard was born, Richard Wayne Penniman, on December 5th, 1932, in Macon, Georgia, in the USA. Uh, Little Richard was the third of 12 children. His brothers and sisters were raised in a neighbourhood of Macon called Pleasant Hill. In childhood, he was nicknamed Little Richard by his family because of his small and skinny frame. Little Richard's father, Charles, or Bud as he was known, supported the family through his work as a Seventh-day Adventist preacher and his profits from being a part-time moonshine salesman. Bud was shot dead outside a local bar when Richard was only 19, Little Richard's life with his family was disrupted by his father's suspicion that Richard might be homosexual, and he was forced to leave the home at age 14. His first record contract came as a result of winning a talent contest in Atlanta and led to his signing with the RCA Victor label in 1951. Only 18 at the time, he recorded four albums with little success. Not having accomplished fame yet, Richard went home to Macon in the winter of 1952 after his father was murdered. He took a daytime job as a dishwasher in the cafeteria at a local Greyhound bus station and performed the blues at the TikTok club in the evenings. Here's little Richard talking about being a dishwasher and moving on from there.
1: I was a dishwasher at the Greyhound bus station in my hometown, Macon, Georgia, I had been washing plates for so long I was tired. And I wrote Tutti Frutti and Good Golly Miss Molly and bless your soul, I got out of the kitchen. Long tall salad just took me on to California and I stayed there. What sort of family background were you from though? What? Um, I was from, was your... uh, my mother have 12 kids. I have six brothers and five sisters, but I was the best looking one of all of them.
0: Also in 1952, Richard met Bill Wright a blues singer from New Orleans who would influence him greatly. Wright's stage appearance consisted of loud, colourful attire, as well as a hairstyle that was piled up high upon his head full of pomade, called a pompadour. Most of all, Little Richard was taken by the eyeliner and face powder that Wright would don for shows. Richard would later become known for his made-up and flashy appearance on stage, a look that he adopted from Wright. In many respects, Little Richard would become the most outrageous rock star of the 1950s. His concert work was characterised by unrestrained gospel-like shouting, sustained heavy piano stomping, and a highly energetic and very sexy stage act. With his RCA Victor contract expired, Richard worked with Peacock Records and produced two singles – Rice, Red Beans and Turnip Greens and Little Richard's Boogie in 1955 while staying in Houston, Texas. Once again, little success was had and Richard returned to Macon. Lloyd Price, the performer, was an acquaintance of Richard's and suggested that Richard send a demo tape that he had cut at Specialty Records, which was Price's label. Little Richard did so, but Art Ruppet, the owner of Specialty, took minimal interest. Luckily, In 1955, Richard did get a recording session in New Orleans with Cosimo Matassa's J&M Studios, the studio of Fats Domino. The man in charge of meeting Richard, as well as recording the session, was Bumps Blackwell. At first, the session did not appear to be promising when Richard was playing only slow blues. However, during a break, Bumps joined Richard's at a local bar called the Dew Drop Inn which had an upright old piano. With a few customers around, Richard began playing around, singing a loud, raucous, flamboyant version of a song of questionable moral virtue called Tutti Fruity, Good Booty.
1: I've always been the king of rock and roll because I started it. I sent a tape to... California to special Records, and they was trying to make me sing like Ray Charles all them whoa 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 and I was about to choke to death and I couldn't keep time with music they'd be sticking pins in me when they come back in and I got tired of getting stuck with pins and and, and they, we everything had to play on one saxophone so after the session I was in that just playing on piano and I was singing Tutti Frutti and they looked at me and they said, well, this is a song you should have recorded. You know, Wa Babalu Map Bala Bamboom Tootie fruity Oh, Rudy. Wa Bala
0: So, upon seeing how promising this piece was, Blackwell called a local songwriter to mend the promiscuous lyrics. Bumps and Richard then hurried back to the studio with only 15 minutes left in the session and recorded a cleaned-up version of Little Richard's great hit Tutti Frutti or Rudy. This began a recording relationship with specialty records that would last through October of 1957. During these years, the hits were just flowing out of Little Richard, some of the best. Remembered hits included Long Tall Sally, Good Golly Miss Molly, and Keep a Knockin'. All of his shows were sellouts, and he also got into the movies with a rock and roll film, The Girl Can't Help It. Fats Domino also appeared in this picture, however, it was Little Richard who did the title track. He began a tour of Australia with Eddie Cochran and Gene Vincent in 1957, but suddenly decided to abruptly halt his rock and roll career. He performed one last session with Specialty, who would not let him out of his contract, but then enrolled at the Oakwood Seminary in Huntsville, Alabama, to become a seventh-day Adventist preacher. At this point, he renounced rock and roll and his homosexuality. Richard would be gone from the music scene for several years, even though Specialty had enough material to continue to release albums for another year.
2: After two years of stardom, the pressures became too much for Richard. On a tour of Australia, he announced he was quitting rock and roll. You were in the stadium in
1: Australia. Mm -hmm. Sputnik. Yes. Passing overhead. That's right. You see the little light. This is 1957. Yes. This big light came over the stadium And it was frightening to me. And I told Clifford and Graydon, Nash and all of them that I said, I'm coming out of this business because I've always heard from a little boy that the world was going to end. And it was frightening, you know, this this big ball of fire going over the stadium. And so so we got on the ferry going across to another town in Australia. And I said, well, if you don't believe that I'm going to stop, I'm going to throw my diamonds in the ocean. I had all these big diamond rings, and so I threw them in the ocean, although I wished I could swim back over there to be and get my rings. Uh, uh, Whatever fish got them, release my rings. (laughs) Uh, So I I, I threw them over there, and so then I've been out of the business. I went back to Oakwood College in Huntsville, Alabama. So in
0: 1959, Richard returned to music, this time as a gospel singer. His career in gospel was fairly fruitless and he returned again to rock and roll in 1962. He started a tour in England the following year, completed a tour of all of Europe with a fledging band, the Rolling Stones, as his opening act. Richard did receive attention from several record companies. Unfortunately, they were all only interested in releasing or re-releasing old albums. Little Richard did sign on with Specialty Records once again to remaster some of his old hits. In this period of five recording sessions, the one and only Jimi Hendrix played guitar for Little Richard.
1: No, I came back in 60. Okay, that's, yeah. that's when I took the Beatles with me. See, I played uh, a, a Liverpool for Brian Epstein. He had a record store and I took the Beatles and Mick Jagger with me. Mick Jagger was living on a truck. I had Jimmy Hendrix playing guitar for me. I had Billy Preston on the organ, James Brown and Joe Tex was my vocalist. I had all of them. That's the reason I'm the king. All of them came from me. Poor little old bitty me, a little Jewish boy, Black Bottom from Georgia. <laughs> Me. What did you think of Paul McCartney's version of Long Tall I think it was fantastic. I he, love Paul. He's beautiful. Was... I love Mick too. Yeah. Hello, Cliff Richards. I still love you. He's all right.
0: <laughs> While I was researching Little Richard, I found out something really cool that he was trained as an opera singer. Check this out.
1: Well, uh, you know, uh, I used to be an opera singer. I used to sing opera. You didn't know that classical music. No, I didn't know, know. No, I you didn't know, know that. that. I'm, no, I'm sorry. Oh! All up. The then I started singing rock. Uh, I was playing for the church. My grandfather was a preacher, Ravin Penniman. He died.
0: How's that voice? Wow. I just wanted to get back to Little Richard touring with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. So the music promoter for that tour was Don Arden, the father of Sharon Osborne, obviously Ozzy Osborne's wife, um, who had convinced him to come to Europe. So The crowd loved uh, Little Richard's old hits. Um, Brian Epstein persuaded him to let a young band from Liverpool support him in Hamburg, where Richard taught the Beatles how to emulate his vocal gymnastics. A year later, it was the Rolling Stones' turn to open for him. Little Richard drove the whole house into a complete frenzy, said Mick Jagger. There is no single phrase to describe his hold on the audience.
2: Uh, Hold on for a half second, because this man has got a lot to talk about. Now, you have traveled all over the world. You have seen so many of the artists of the... I want to ask you about other people before we get to you. You've worked with the Beatles, have you now?
1: I've just finished a tour with the Beatles. In fact, uh, I toured with the Beatles right before they made their first hit, and I was the star of the show. You wouldn't believe it.
2: (laughs) No, I could believe it, but you mean Uh, they weren't heard of at that point?
1: They have never made a record at the time, and I accepted them on my show through Germany. I was with them for 15 days, in fact i made this picture here let me see uh, with man. the beatles and uh that was the right red before that they got their start
2: and look at, look at ringo here he's changed a good deal since then
1: yes he's a wonderful person
2: let let me turn from the beatles to uh, other english artists they're all doing your material they're doing chuck berry's material of course they're doing their own who's the biggest star in england right now
1: are uh, the rolling stones
2: really Have they taken over from the Beatles? Well, uh, I just left England about four weeks ago. I
1: did did a tour over uh, in England and Germany and all. And the Rolling Stones, they are number one in England at the present time.
2: People here are beginning to talk about a group called the Animals. What are they?
1: I've just finished a tour with the Animals.
2: (laughs) And uh, it sounds kind of funny. (laughs) I've just left them.
1: I was with Chuck Berry and the Animals just about four weeks ago in England. And the Animals are really, to me, they are the best group I've ever heard.
2: Now, here's the thing that I was getting at. You and Chuck have kind of taken England by storm. How do you feel about other people borrowing your material?
1: Well, uh, uh, Dick, I must be truthful. I'm very grateful to know that my material is uh, the type of material that the entertainers today would like to use. If
0: anyone can rival Chuck Berry's claim as the most important architect of rock and roll, it's Little Richard. Both were electric personalities and performers. Berry with his guitar, Richard at the piano, and sonic innovators who blended Boogie Woogie and Rhythm and Blues in the 50s into an entirely new kind of music. Both Chuck Berry and Little Richard were among the first 10 inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They maintained a friendly rivalry over many years playing together over who exactly founded rock and roll.
1: You know, that's when I want everybody to come out to Wembley Stadium and see me Saturday from 10 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock Saturday night, let me spread a little love, a little joy in London, that I'm still the old thunderbolt from the middle west. (laughs) I understand there's been a little friction between who is gonna be on the top of the bill, you or Chuck Berry. Oh, I'm gonna fix him. I am gonna fix him. I thought he was your friend. uh, He is my friend, but I'm gonna fix him. They made him the star of the thing, and my contract said that I was the star. I am gonna fix him. Chuck Berry, I call him Blackberry. My mama used to make Blackberry wine. I am going to fix Chuck Berry. I am going to upset his nerve and let him know that I am the king of rock and roll, the undisputed king, and can't nothing take my throne. I am going to show him that he is from the valley and not from the mountain. Chuck Berry knows that I was a star, been a star all my life. He can't close no show behind me. How oh, can you have the nerve, the audacity to walk on? I'm Little Richard. Chuck Berry, they built him over me all these years, 23 years in show business. I'm the creator, the originator, the emancipator. I am the one. And I, when you come out, I'm going to fix Chuck Berry. How you his blackberry will be mashed. How are you going to fix him? I am going to shake his nerve. He can close the show, but when I get through, it's going to be closed anyhow. And that's
0: the truth. Following Chuck Berry's passing in 2017, Little Richard said the following, I just feel sad about Chuck going. I didn't even know he was sick. I lost a really great friend, one of my best friends in music. I love Chuck. I have been with Chuck all my life, really. We went around and toured Europe and America together. Most of my favourite moments were watching him do the duck walk and play. Sometimes his daughter came out on the road with us. I remember one day he gave me a gold horseshoe to hold. He said, feel this, how do you like it? And then he said, okay, now give it back. I said, Chuck, you're you're not an Indian giver. No, I'm not. He was one of those kind of guys. He would also say to me, you've got some pretty skin, Richard. I would just say, shut up, Chuck, next joke. When Chuck and I played together, Chuck always wanted to close the show, and I wanted to close it too. We were always banging at that. I'm the star of the show. No, I'm the star of the show. Really, Chuck was the star of the show. But we'd be on stage together, and we'd sing together. I'd tell him, I'm the creator of rock and roll, and he'd say, I am. But I have to admit, he's older than me. He came before me. The truth is the truth. Chuck Berry, his songs are rock and roll standards and minor classics also. Rollover Beethoven, School Days, and Here I Come with Good Golly Miss Molly and Long Tall Sally. Chuck had more hits than I did, but we both contributed. It's been a blessing and a lesson, and I thank God for letting me live at this time so I could be part of it. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Little Richard was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as part of its first group of inductees in 1986. He was also inducted into the songwriters hall of fame he was the recipient of a lifetime achievement award from the recording academy and a lifetime achievement award from the rhythm and blues foundation little richard would induct otis redding into the rock and roll hall of fame of 1989 it is hands down one of the funniest Inductions I've ever seen And probably one of the funniest YouTube YouTube clips I've seen it's really, it's really great to watch So I'll chuck a link in the show notes I highly recommend you go and check it out uh, Here's a little taste of that clip Check it out
1: And I love growing cold My love goes strong, baby That's enough I would love Otis so much I just, and I was his idol. He used to love them little turns in my voice. You know, he used to like when I said, my baby, he said, I can't help my baby. He said, ooh, Richard, I just love, my baby, oh, baby, woo. When I do it, he said, woo. Come on here. <laughs> 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 I feel good. I ain't had nothing but water. <laughs> That's all they had on my table, some water. Ooh-wee. I feel good. I didn't know I was going to do this. That's dedicated to Phil Spector. <laughs> that holler. Woo! Woo! Yes. Fair. Come on, let's do this. Fair, fair, fair. fair. Uh, Otis Redden was born in Macon, Georgia. His father was a preacher, and Otis Redden was a preacher. And he was a great singer. I remember I met Otis in New York. I didn't meet him in Macon. I gave him $50 at the Stanley Hilton Hotel and I autographed it for him. And uh, I wanted him to come to the room, but he was scared to come in there with me by myself. I said, this oh, I need to talk to you. He said, I'll be back.
2: <laughs>
1: Woo! He said, I'll be back, and he, he didn't want me to lock the door. I wasn't going to do nothing.
0: Little Richard concentrated on live performance. Slipping down the bill as his proteges eclipsed him. But, as John Lennon complained to Rolling Stone magazine, it was risky going on stage after Little Richard. John said, I threw up for hours before I went on. I could hardly sing any of the numbers. In the 70s, Richard recorded a bewildering range of styles, including blues, funk, and rock and roll. He had little commercial success. He was held at gunpoint over drug debts and saw his brother die from cocaine abuse. Deeply shocked, Richard turned back to religion. He spent the next seven years selling Bibles. In 1984, he checked himself into a hotel on Sunset Boulevard and stayed for 22 years. He recorded the Odd Gospel album, officiated at celebrity weddings, and was re baptized as a Seventh day Adventist. Well,
1: there he was, and here he is, uh, at home. Get up and applaud, Mr. Little Richard. Let me tell you about, Elvis Presley called him the greatest. Smokey Robinson said he was the
0: beginning of rock and roll. Mick Jagger admitted half of what I know, I learned from watching his stage act. John Lennon says he was better than Elvis. Paul McCartney said he was my idol. Keith Richards acknowledged that he was the most, the most exciting moment of my life was appearing on stage with Little Richard. Dick Clark simply called him the greatest rock and roll legend of our time. Little Richard's glory days were over, but in those two years at his peak, he recorded a catalogue of error defining tracks that helped redefine social attitudes and change the course of musical history. He was an electric live performer with an energy and command of the stage which was often imitated but never bettered. He was a pivotal music figure in the late 50s. Elvis called him the greatest. His androgyny inspired the likes of David Bowie and the diamond-studded outfits were snapped up by Elton John. Richard Penniman came to popular music when it was dominated by gentle crooners. Little Richard was the flamboyant pioneer of a new and more exciting path. On May ninth, 2020, Little Richard died of bone cancer in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Little Richard's son, Danny Penniman, first confirmed the Pioneer's death. In a statement, Richard's agent, Dick Allen, said, Little Richard passed away this morning from bone cancer in Nashville. He was battling for a good while, many years. Little Richard has reportedly been living the last several years in a penthouse suite in the Hilton Hotel in downtown Nashville. As you can imagine, many tributes followed Little Richard's passing. Paul McCartney said from Tootie Fruity to Long Tall Sally to Good Golly Miss Molly to Lucille, little Richard came screaming into my life when I was a teenager I owe a lot of what I do to little Richard and his style and he knew it he would say I taught Paul everything he knows I had to admit he was right in the early days of the Beatles when we played with Richard in Hamburg and got to know him he would let us hang out in his dressing room and we were witness to his pre-show rituals. With his head under the towel, over a bowl of hot steaming water, he would suddenly lift his head up to the mirror and say, I can't help it because I'm so beautiful. And he was, a great man with a lovely sense of humour, and someone who will be missed by the rock and roll community and many more. I thank him for all he taught me, and the kindness he showed me by letting me be his friend. Goodbye Richard. Jimmy Page, rest in peace, little Richard. A very sad loss. My thoughts are with his loved ones. It's Little Richard's songs that pioneered rock and roll. I got to hear him and his band at the Newport Lounge in Miami, and boy, were they good. Roots drummer, Questlove. Little Richard was the king of rock and roll. Zero questions. Journalists do your job. Not architect, not pioneer, not hit maker. The man was literally the blueprint of all the world took from. Little Richard is the true king. Long live the king. Rest in peace, Little Richard, and thank you.
1: Shy, I mean, you know, you walk around like this. Do you ever, ever feel that you want to hide away? Oh yourself, no, you? god. I don't want to hide nothing. God knows I don't. I ain't never hear nothing. Holy mother I ain't never hear nothing. I want ever I let it all hang out. Every bit, I don't hide none. I think that everything is supposed to be showed. Your limbs, everything's supposed to work in the right function, in the right pause, and the portions that you have a notion to give out to the world. The love, the gentleness, the tenderness, the kindness. Uh, you ain't supposed to hide none. You got it. God gave it. Show it to the world. No, I don't want to hide. I love I love when the people turn around and say, there go literature. I said, thank God. She know me. He know me. Because I'm spreading a little joy to a baby boy, a little love to a baby girl. Ain't nothing wrong. You ain't hurt nobody, you're helping the world.